Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, and welcome to Daily Doff Differently. My name is Dan Kamen, and I'm a rabbi at Congregation B'nai Amuna in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Today, we will be studying from the fifth page of Yevamot, Daf He, Amud Aleph. The Gemara, up until this point, has been discussing an important principle in rabbinic thought that a positive mitzvah could override a negative prohibition. In our specific tractate, we are trying to understand how the positive mitzvah of leveret marriage overrides the prohibition against marrying one's wife's sister. Wanting to understand how this principle is derived, the Gemara first explains, according to the school of Rabbi Yishmael, that the principle that a positive mitzvah may override a negative prohibition is learned through the example of shatnas, that is, the mixing of wool and linen, being permitted for use in tying in the tying of tzitzit. However, the sages do not accept this position. They've made another ruling with those verses, and the Gemara is now going to ask what these sages or Rabbanan do or where they derive this principle that's evident in our Mishnah. So we'll start at the top of the page. Tenach Latana de Rabbi Yishmael Rabbanan Mina Lehu. So what what do the rabbis say? They derive the principle that a positive mitzvah overrides a prohibition from the word rosho. Regarding the laws of purifying a leper from leprosy, the Torah teaches in Leviticus 14.9 that on the seventh day he, the leper, shall shave off all his hair off his head and his beard and his eyebrows. All his hair shall be shaved off. So the Gemara goes on to quote a Baraita. Detanya, about this, the rabbis quote a Baraita, which teaches, Rosho matal mudlomar. What does it mean to specifically state his head? In another verse, we learn that it is prohibited to shave the corners of one's head. Therefore, the word Rosho must come to teach us that in the case of a leper purifying themselves from leprosy, which would be a positive mitzvah, the prohibition against shaving the corners of one's head, a negative or a prohibition, of uh, that prohibition is, is overridden. Talmud Lamar Rosho, that is why the verse explicitly uses the word his head. Furthermore, Kasavar Haitana, and this Tana holds, Hakafat kol harosh shema hakafa. The shaving of the entire head includes the prohibition against shaving the corners. One might have thought that the prohibition against shaving the corners only applied to you if you only shaved the corners of your head and left everything else alone, but this Tana seems to disagree with that. Gilmafreya, 
Now, the Gemara is going to raise an objection to this uh, reasoning or this uh, uh, conclusion we just uh, settled. What about the fact that the prohibition against shaving the corners of one's head is not applicable to everyone? Since we're relying on this halakha to define a principle that says something about everyone, isn't it a problem for us that this example doesn't equally apply to all people? After all, the prohibition against shaving the corners of one's head isn't for everyone. It's not applicable to women. Gemara uh, goes on, Ela, rather, Atya Mizikano. The Gemara now suggests we learn this principle from another word in that very same verse we were looking at just a minute ago, that Leviticus 14.9. The word is his beard. And so again, our, our structure repeats and we, and the, the Gemara is going to teach us, going to quote a brighter. Ditanya zikano matamudlomar. What does it mean when the verse states his beard? Seemingly, the beard would be included with all his hair. So why now are we explicitly stating his beard? What's the specific uh, meaning and significance? And what the Talmud's going to do here is it's going to give us a reason why this word was the essential word for. Um, uh, to prove this principle that we're we're trying to settle, so because as it says in Leviticus twenty one five, in regard to priests, nor shall they shave off the corners of their beard. Therefore, derive even a leper who is a priest must shave off his beard. That's why the verse explicitly uses this word, his beard, in regard to a leper. But shaving a beard is still a prohibition that's not universally applicable, so the argument needs to be furthered. We're, we're kind of just in the same situation we were with the, just the last argument. So the Gemara goes on, Since here too we have a Baraita that deals with a prohibition that is not universally applicable, and we already learned with regard to the word Rosho that a positive mitzvah overrides a prohibition, then this repeat scenario demonstrates for us that even a positive mitzvah that is not universally applicable overrides a prohibition that is universally applicable. That is, since we're essentially learning the same thing twice, the repetition teaches us that we can derive a universal principle from even these examples that are clearly not universal. So the Rabbanan have presented an answer to us through the quoting of two kind of parallel sources that look the same, that feel the same, even though both of them have the same fault, the fault being that neither of the examples are, are universally applicable in, uh, as, a, as a positive mitzvah um, for the people um, that would be uh, obligated to them. But our Gemara is going to go on, uh, and uh, let's see what it does uh, with this uh, proposed response from the Rabbanan. So we continue. Still the language his beard is necessary. Lest you might think Shani Kohanim. Priests are different. So it's it's still essential that we learn 
learn the word his beard and it's still going to have a function in our explaining of the halachot because we might have thought priests are different. Since the verse includes for priests extra mitzvot, it makes sense to be extra stringent like them. Therefore, you might think that a positive mitzvah does not override a prohibition that is not universally applicable. Hence, the verse uses the language, his beard, to teach us that even with regard to priests, a positive mitzvah overrides a prohibition that is not universally applicable. Therefore, we cannot derive the principle that a positive mitzvah overrides a prohibition from this example. So in many ways, we're in the exact same uh, spot in the puzzle that we were when we started. So the question I sit with is, what we're dealing with here is an ongoing conversation, eager to pin down exactly how a positive mitzvah can override a negative prohibition. It's a, it's a fair question. The rabbis are operating in a delicately balanced ecosystem, and a principle like this one could really open the door for radical shifts in the way people behave. There's a certain anxiety and fear that if this principle isn't defined and learned in just the right precise way, there could be dramatic consequences. How often do we find ourselves trying to maintain the delicate balance in our lives? When we open ourselves up to new ways of thinking, we also have to be careful to figure out how these new ideas will fit in, shift, or reject our current modes of operating. With the rabbis as a model for punctilious learning, uh, we can see that careful reading and detailed thinking can help us actually navigate our ever-changing world. We learn these skills of attribution and of critique as a way to refine the way in which we adapt to the world that keeps changing around us and the way we're able to incorporate our learning and our growth and our movement forward. I want to thank you for joining me today, and I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow on our next stuff. I think I've reached our time limit, so with that, I'll say goodbye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.